What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Chittister, and this is Chit Chat with Chitty MD. I am that person, Jerry Chittister. <laughs> that is me. Every week, um, it's him. It's me every t- every week. Same dude. He's still a little more hyper right now. I was just doing. Does MD so still stand for medical right doctor? I'm hyper. Well, I just had him. Kick. We were just talking about this. At a, yeah, still stands for medical doctor. I had a Mountain Dew and I was practicing a TikTok dance. So I was like, it was an Ariana Grande song. It's like super intense. So it just got me all like. But remember how last night I tagged you in my Instagram so that we could be held accountable? What I know. did I tell you? Well, I can't clean the house while I'm here. Oh, yeah. You that he couldn't do TikToks until he cleaned the bedroom? Yeah. Until he helps. I paid attention. Okay. I won't. I watched it. I won't finish the TikTok. I won't actually post it until that's. This done. is my fault. I schedule this time. I'll go home and clean your room. Okay. Ron's <laughs> going to come help me. <laughs> Um, so la- I'm trying to think last week because last well we're now we're we alternating yeah we had a week off because we're alternating we're doing a little mini series um, it's called augmented reality so Ron's a producer for that as well and we're kind of doing a week in the life of us the Chittisters and starting our new practice it's like catching up with the Kardashians except catching up with the Chittisters yeah oh I like that keeping up or catching up well, catching up because it already <laughs> happened I was trying to avoid copyright lawsuit oh, okay. and oh, I like that got catching it. up. <laughs> So that was good. I, I don't know. I think we got a pretty good response. A lot of people seem to like to watch us fail. No, I'm just kidding. To just watch us learn and grow. <laughs> that was fun. And then you can definitely see when you watch it, you see who's the boss. Mindy's the boss. You see where's the pants. It is me. On the dress and the pants. Whatever. <laughs> it's Mindy. I thought about zooming in on that sequence where she like grabs your face oh, in yeah. the store and tells you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to show just how thing. powerful she is. Yeah. Well, if you watch the bloopers here, you should tell me, she's like, you need to chill out, dude. You're like hyper. You look like an ADD or something. Yeah, like, it uh, down. Maybe I do. I don't think I do. I was just, I was hyper from that. Anyway, you guys, we have an awesome This is how special all our podcasts start. Yeah, this is like, this is like uh, a Seinfeld for millennials, we call it. It's like literally talking about nothing. Okay? It's really we're going to talk about you it's today. Right. No, no, You're, you are something big. So that oh. we're going to talk about you. <laughs> all this stuff I'm saying right now is like nothing. But anyway, uh, let's just go here, introduce ourselves again. And we'll introduce our guest too. But go ahead. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? I'm, uh, I'm be somebody you. different. You. Be somebody there. Let's have our alter egos. Yeah. Yes. I know. Who, who should I be today? I guess I'm still Mindy. I, I'm wearing the pants today, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Putting well, kibosh on TikToks. That's okay. She's got to put me in check. <laughs> I, I'm silly Jerry Pants today. You are. I'll be uh, Tron from the Gringo, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's gonna come Ron's twin, and <laughs> twin cousin. <laughs> or twin, twin brother. Cousin. <laughs> and then I want to introduce our special guest. And maybe, Ron, you can have more details, too. Sure. Um, but this is Tiffany Stosic. Did I say that right? Yeah. Stosic. Okay, we talked about this. It's Croatian, by the way. It's Croatian. Croatian, yeah. I'm not Croatian, though. Yeah, it's but the name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chittister's English. I'm not, I don't claim England. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm half Thai. I claim that, but I don't claim I don't England. Know. We can, we can kind of so. claim England now oh, without the, the royal family, <laughs> part of the royal family moving over That's here. That's true. We're all royal now. We are. King Ralph was prophetic. <laughs> John Goodman. Anyway, well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, we have a bunch of things we want to talk about today with you specifically. But can you maybe tell us a little about yourself, like where you're from, where you grew up, kind of the basics, like if you were, you know, like on a, I don't know, a blind date with somebody just meeting the first time. Like, what'd you tell? <laughs> uh, so I'm from. You're on a date with us what's, right now and our your, viewers. What's your Tinder intro? <laughs> there you go. I didn't say Tinder. I just I left it at blind date. <laughs> there you go. I grew up in West Valley, so I'm 36 years old. I'm married and have two young daughters. Um, really into bodybuilding. That's probably why I'm on here because we're talking oh, you about do? bodybuilding. Yes. <laughs> and so I've been bodybuilding since I was 17. Uh, I've competed pretty much for 13 years in a world of natural bodybuilding. Her Instagram like is life. tagged and she looks amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. I mean, even right now you look amazing, but like in those bodybuilding <laughs> pictures, like, wow. Thank you. So we've known each other for about 20 years. Uh, we met, we both worked at Pizza Hut when we were in high school. And um, I've kind of just followed her periodically here and there. And I, I noticed that, you know, she started getting into some serious bodybuilding and um, thought it would be super interesting to have her come on and, and tell that side of her life on here, as well as, um, you know, she has um, some things that align with you, Jerry, as a plastic surgeon. So I thought, you know, we could kind of talk about how those two worlds collide and, uh, yeah, go from there. Yeah. Thank you. So 
Yeah, first off, yes, bodybuilding. We're going to talk about that. But I do have a lot of patients that that do bodybuilding. You They're know, very into fitness. Yeah, very into fitness, uh, bodybuilding. <laughs> you know, um, bikini competitions, all this stuff. And it just amazes me for one because the amount of dedication that has to go into it. I get a glimpse of it, you know, when they're posting things on Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool to see, you know, patients come in. I've actually had some patients who started doing it; they'd never done it before. So it's really cool to see their progress and where they get to, and then to see them on Instagram and their posts. You and know, not only their body transformation, yeah. but like their mental transformation mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's that's really what bodybuilding is. It's all about mental. It's mm-hmm. so people impressive. Think they can just go to the gym, but it's mm-hmm. more than just that. It's like mm-hmm. your whole life is just eat, train sleep hmm. think about bodybuilding you think about posing <laughs> you think about yeah. all the things all day long getting on stage and it's funny i even dream about it like all wow. the time i have like nightmares usually <laughs> about like either not having my tan on or just like oh, forgetting no. my suit or my heels so it's wow. just like always you're always thinking Something. about it wow. so how do you how do you manage that with being a mother of two like i you know, just my interaction with my two kids and seeing what my wife goes through, like on a day to day basis. How do you find time, or how do you organize your time to be to a be a mother and still give all your energy to that? I think it's um, throughout the years I've done it so long that you just get better and better, and it's also just like comes second nature to me. It's really easy for me to be a mom and be a competitor and have that balance between those two. Um, a lot of bodybuilders don't have families and that's like one of the things is like they put all of their effort into that and I feel like mm-hmm. I've just learned through like all the years of just balance between the two and I don't make excuses for it like yeah it's hard it's very hard like ev- some days I don't want to like do it all you know get them to school get them ready and then yeah. train myself get my food ready but mm-hmm. for me like I love bodybuilding like yeah. it's just my passion like and that's why, awesome. like, I just, I don't stop, you know? Mm-hmm. I just keep going, so. So let's go back to, you said 17, right? So yeah. what got you in that mindset from the beginning? What, what started was, yeah, you? Yeah, what started you? And I think just that? for, you've been posting some photos lately of when you were 17 mm-hmm. versus you're now, and, like, there's a big difference. And, you know, obviously that's when we knew each other, you know, when we first met, Um I don't remember you looking like those photos. That's the crazy, like... What do you I, remember me looking like? Well, no, I just mean, like, <laughs> like you, the way you portray the photos when oh. you do your before and after, it makes it seem like you were, like, so out of shape or overweight um, or just excess weight that you didn't want at that time. But, like, I don't remember ever, like, weight being that much of an issue at that point. And so... You, you were always cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you, you know, I know um, right around that time you started going to the gym more, um, but you know, it just, uh, I guess to Jerry's point, like what was that kind of moment of when you decided you wanted to do more than just work out? Um, so in high school I played soccer and softball, you know that. And, um, I had a coach that was a bodybuilder and he would have me do like, he would do a lot of squats and cleans and bench press. And I, uh, would compete in powerlifting at Kearns high school. But since I was a young girl, I always loved being strong. I don't know if Ron remembers that, but I just remember like always like arm wrestling like boys and leg pressing down in my mom's basement she had like a weight Hmm. machine and I had like a little boyfriend and he couldn't press the whole (laughs) thing it was when I was in sixth grade I remember (laughs) I could press the whole stack and I was like so happy about it because like I beat you yeah I beat you so yeah I was just always very competitive in that Mm -hmm. way and just like wanting to be strong like I never wanted to be like the skinny girl I always wanted to like be the strong. Be the strong. Yeah, you used girl. to be That's really strong. proud of your thighs. Like you were like, you know. I don't know was, if I was. I wasn't proud were, of. You were proud of you were, thunder thighs. Yeah, like, but you were proud of like how strong they were. You. Yeah, you I used to flex them all the time. Just like, pushing oh, the whole. Always the, mo- the arms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I got into like lifting, and then um, when I started the gym, I was always I was overweight. I don't know. He doesn't remember, but I weighed like one eighty five, and that was my heaviest. But like. Since I always worked out, I wasn't, like, flabby anywhere. I was just, like, a thick 185. And so I just saw people at the gym that I looked up to, and, and I, they inspired me because I was like, they look great. And they would just tell me, like, it's all about diet. Hmm. So then I, like, started cutting out things each week. Like, I ate McDonald's, like, every day, right? High school, Probably. Right? Well, you yeah. know what's funny about <laughs> – I was thinking about what you did eat. Pepperoni all day long. We used to go – and Jerry and Mindy go here frequently now, so every time they 
or not frequently, but when they go, it makes me think about this is Francesco's. Oh, yeah. We used to go to Francesco's like four times a week. And we would get their $7 meal, which came with your own pizza and cheese bread. Mm -hmm. And it was like the best deal that you could have at 18 because, you know, we're making Pizza Hut money, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we're not trying to have to stretch our money. And we were eating there like four times a week. And yeah, so, like, you know, you definitely did not care what you were eating. And I, I didn't either, obviously, but, you know. Yeah. It's crazy that. Well, I mean, and then, yeah, you're like, oh, my metabolism, young. Yeah, you don't care at that time, you know. But I think you had a mindset that's a little different. You started to, you know, you, you saw people, you go to the gym and you saw their commitment maybe. And you're like, I want to do that. So, yeah, what kind of eventually kind of pushed you? Was it just a gradual thing? You, the more and more you did, you saw results yeah, or so what like, led to. So as I started to change my diet, I just saw like muscles would pop or like mm. I'd see like, oh, there's a oh, new ma- vein or this or that. There. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people at the gym would comment and be like, you have a lot of muscle, like you mm. should compete. And I was huh. like, what are you guys talking about? Like compete in what? Cause I had no idea. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, back like, then bodybuilding wasn't a big thing. I think mm. it's like Instagram has blown it up to be yeah. like so big and so popular. But back then I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that's when I was 23 is when I decided to do my first show. And so I probably lost like 30, 40 pounds for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I remember the day before the show, I called my mom and I was like, mom, like, I cannot do this. I cannot get on stage. I started crying and she's like, no, like you've put so much work into this. Like you've dieted for like 20 weeks. And wow. but when I first started, I didn't even like vegetables. Like I <laughs> ate the worst. Like I drank soda, McDonald's, like I said. And so after changing all of that, like that was hard. Mm-hmm. The first show, like mm-hmm. changing all of my food. It's a huge, I mean, food is such a part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, eat, We've been eating. I always tell people I'm a professional eater. I've been eating since I was oh, born. You I know, I love food. I, just, <laughs> I love it still. He's got a, a food Instagram account. That's how much. He oh, I do food. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sure yours, t- both of yours, don't look anything like. different. I don't have my veggies in mind. I'm just telling you right now. There's no veggies. There's no veggies. Not much meat color in Jerry's. And just... uh, fat. He doesn't. He doesn't really gain weight. So. I know he's lucky. Look at no, him. He I'm gaining. Well. It, uh, yeah. It's the TikTok. Well, I do intermittent yeah. fasting unintentionally, so I eat once yeah, a day. Unintentionally. It's good. Oh. So okay, tell me about that. So you talk about dieting, right? So when you're, and I guess I was going to ask you too because I have some other patients like this and I haven't asked them the details, but I want to know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting ready for a competition, right, you know the date and you're like, okay, I want to go to this competition. Like, do you have goals? Do you change your diet? Is it kind of cyclical? Or are you kind of always doing the same thing? Or what do you do? So like in the off season, yeah. I try to do like a little bit over maintenance. So it's only, you don't need to have like a ton of calories over maintenance. Like 300 mm-hmm. to 500 is like good, mm-hmm. especially if you're at your max muscle. Like right now, I've been lifting like say... 18 years Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get much bigger. Like Mm -hmm. you can only as a natural athlete, you can only get so big. And so I'll make small gains each year, maybe like 0.5 pounds of muscle or a pound. Like it's really Mm -hmm. difficult once you get like, to that potential. So I'm pretty much that I'm maxed out my muscle because I'm pretty huge. Totally. So, So, okay. Just making sure. So like in the off season, I'll have like say 500 over maintenance. And then when I start my cut, I'll go to maintenance and okay. then depending on each week what I lose. So like if you weigh 160, mm-hmm. say I like started at 160, you want to lose like 1% of your body body weight. So like okay. um, 1.6 pounds a week is like Oh, per week. So good it's, it's healthy for you. It's yeah. safe for you. Mm-hmm. Healthy. Okay. Yeah. So you plan that so all you in. Just and it's all prepare that math wise into mm-hmm. the schedule. Yeah. And it's all um, like cal- caloric based or how do you guys do it? It's not like macro counting. I do stuff. macro do do counting. Macros? So okay. I've done um, all different diets. Like I started out 100% clean because that's what I thought. I like was my own coach and I researched mm-hmm. it on the internet and I did like the strangest things because that's what you read about like only yeah. like chicken and broccoli and tilapia. But after I've learned, like, you can get lean from eating, Mm -hmm. like, flexible dieting. I eat ice cream every night. Like, Mm -hmm. does it matter? Like, I save carbs and fats Mm -hmm. for that purpose. Work it into your macros. Exactly. Because, like, you cannot like that. You cannot be happy. I've been on your diet every night. I'm good. (laughs) But half a tub every night is not going to work. No. And I don't eat, like, the healthy halo stuff. Like, I eat real stuff. But, yeah, it's, like, two servings or whatever. Yeah. So. Like, real servings. So, you... You mentioned it just a second ago, and I know you always emphasize it in your post, uh, the word or the phrase natural athlete mm-hmm. or natural bodybuilder. Can you differentiate, like, what does that specifically mean? I mean, my first thought is the opposite of that would be steroids or, or mm-hmm. something else. But beyond steroids, is there something that um, 
classifies you as not a natural athlete? So with a natural athlete, like with the Federation I'm with, they do water testing. So there's like a huge list of all the drugs that you cannot take. There's also a lot of drugs that are in um, just even like pre-workouts that they're against. So you can't eat, you can't eat, you can't take ephedra. Like that's like a fat burning agent, like a. So even though like things that are legal. Yeah, they're not, they're not legal in this. Not allowed to be considered for natural. Yeah. Okay. So any performance enhancing drug that's against WADA standards is you're not a natural athlete. So like there are things like growth hormone, there's insulin, there's all different kinds of steroids. There's like, you know, probably millions of different steroids like Anavar, D-Ball, Winstrol. Like can't take any of those, obviously. But so just, yeah. So you is there a, is there like a super amount of pride between being a natural and not being and I guess like some people may not call themselves unnatural but like if you're not competing in those specific competitions that are deemed natural is there more prestige so um, what's that it's like in the bigger like it's more popular on the drug side it's kind of frustrating that like that is like more mainstream than natural bodybuilding it doesn't get the recognition that I feel is it should because yeah. we work three times as hard like because there's no is that an aesthetics thing just because like the other guys are bigger they like big freaks and so it looks aesthetically pleasing well and it's not aesthetically pleasing to me like i do not like that look like people will see pictures that that's the difference but i can picture Mm -hmm. that difference in my head and i agree with you. yeah like arnold like i love arnold's look even though he was on steroids it wasn't like the mass amount that the people take now and that's what i feel like they don't have that like I don't know, aesthetic looking, like V, they do have V taper, but I feel like it's just flows better, mm-hmm. like in the older bodybuilding days. So, mm. yeah, that is fascinating. It is. So, okay. You talked about seasons. Tell me a little bit about how seasons work. Cause you guys, it's like on off season, right? Like sports and everything. I mean, it's obviously competitive, but how do the seasons work for you? Or are you, can you always just be doing this? And I think you have work? a competition coming up in a couple months, right? Mm. Oh, you're not on that one that you're, you're on the poster of, but you're not actually competing mm-hmm. in it? Okay. No, it's just <laughs> promoting it. Okay. Um, just the poster girl. So, like, in the off-season, I still eat pretty much the same food as I do in the on-season. Mm-hmm. And then I usually start, like, 16 weeks out from my show. And I usually compete in the fall. So I'll take, like, an eight-month break just to, like, okay. build and get my hormones back in check. Because when you're, like, mm-hmm. that low of body fat, like, you lose your cycle. Mm-hmm. You do have a other crappy side effects like lost libido like sometimes like my hair because i have hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. so my hair will like fall out more than normal so it's just like all those things you have to get your hormones Mm -hmm. back to normal and then also have time to grow a little bit and get because you'll lose muscle like Mm -hmm. if you're in that low calorie deficit so Mm -hmm. that's another thing is to get your calories back up your metabolism better all those things so yeah. Obviously, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to me. It's it's so it's very scientific and mathematical. You know, you talk about calories and your time. You really have to do it, and then you, but you still have to put all the work in too. Mm-hmm. So not only are you constantly having to account for all that stuff, you have to put the work in. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. <clears throat> it sounds you know pretty similar to any other professional athlete. You hear like NBA stars like LeBron always talking about even in the off season, he's training, he's focusing on his diet, he's doing whatever he has to, to be ready to be in shape come season. And it sounds like, I mean, yeah, she's pretty much following the same. lose it all and right. start from the bottom. Well, and actually that uh, made me think about, you know, you have had two children, which means at some point you had to take that break and you kind of had to climb back out from, you know, a childbearing figure to competition figure. Was that um, process more difficult than like, say, initially trying to be, a bodybuilder like what's what's kind of that mindset of oh I just had a baby do I really want to go through all this again to compete so at first when I had my second I just decided I wanted to get back into shape so I just started eating better I always worked out like when I was pregnant so I only gained like 15 pounds luckily I don't know how oh my gosh <laughs> like my sister she was a tiny girl and she gained 80 and so me being like a naturally bigger girl I'm like I'm gonna be like 300 pounds by this but I, I don't know how I got lucky how big was the baby uh, first one was eight, like seven eleven, and the next one was eight eleven. So I had big. And you babies. only gained yeah. fifteen pounds. That's insane. Yeah, I don't oh. know. So I just decided I wanted to get back into shape. I didn't think I would compete again because I stopped in t- two thousand ten, like right before I got married. Uh, I competed in the USA's in two thousand nine, which wasn't a drug tested league. 
I took fifth and then the next year I didn't place because they were looking for bigger girls and that's when I decided like I can't compete naturally against these girls they just keep getting bigger and bigger so I was like I'm done with bodybuilding so I took like a seven-year break and then that's when I had my second baby and I decided I was just gonna like get in shape and then it was time for a show to come up and I I wasn't really ready because I was still breastfeeding and that made me hold on to fat. Some people like will lose the weight, like me on the other hand. Breastfeeding and some people hold on to it. I hold Mm -hmm. on to it. And so I wasn't ready, but I was like, I lost like, I think I lost like 20 pounds. And I was like, I worked so hard. I'm getting on stage. Mm -hmm. I didn't do like too bad, but I didn't do as well as I liked. And I did compete in NPC and I still couldn't compete. So that's when I decided I was going to switch to the natural Mm -hmm. federations. And then that's what I've done since then so how was it on your like mental psyche being pregnant and your body changing and Mm. it sounds like you maybe didn't change too much besides just getting a little basketball it's so interesting though because your body still changes like I felt like I got like more cellulite or something and just softer even though I was still working out I feel like since my estrogen was like higher or something like Mm -hmm. my body did change a lot Mm -hmm. and I feel like it didn't it didn't really like affect me that much because I did kind of take a break from bodybuilding so I did gain a little bit since I got married and and then when I got married I decided I was going to get back into or when I was going to get married get back into shape so I started running some marathons to like get me motivated so I ran like five marathons but she makes it sound easy I just ran you know five marathons I'm like I can't run a mile dude (laughs) well it was like two halves jeez no three halves a full and a 25k but then I was just like I don't couch to 5k mode (laughs) watching her workouts on Instagram just makes you feel the worst about yourself you're like like, I have no energy for that (laughs) but it makes you have more energy I know I'm just that's what's so like it's like getting there you know you have to get there do it get mm-hmm. more energy and then you just go yeah. but so how long how long do you go. actually work out for like uh when you go to the gym like from beginning to end what's that time frame is it like an hour two hours like how intense is that well not even intense because that speaks to a different amount a different thing but like how long do you actually I work out for? lift weights usually like an hour and 20 minutes when and if i'm like getting ready for a show it just depends on how close i am to it but like in the off season i probably do like just 20 minutes of cardio a day like some high intensity interval training but when i get like ready for shows i get up to like an hour of cardio so i'll have to do weights in the morning and then a little bit of cardio and then usually i'll break it up and then do more cardio when Mm -hmm. i get home if i Mm -hmm. if i do it at home or go back to the gym so what's your home regimen for cardio like what kind of stuff are you doing are you doing oh i just have an aerodyne oh okay so i love the aerodyne but we don't Huh? What is that? So it's like a CrossFit. They use a lot in CrossFit. So it's uh-huh. a bike, but it has arms. So you're doing arms and yeah. legs with it yeah. and okay. cardio. It's mm-hmm. like everything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's hard. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. So, <clears throat> Jerry, you said you'd seen, uh, you know, you had a lot of bodybuilding patients. Yeah. Um, what uh, What are some of the, like, obviously, I think breast augmentations are probably prevalent in the, amongst females in the bodybuilding world. Is that accurate? Or Yeah. Yeah. Is it almost all, a necessity? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's interesting, though, because a lot of girls, there are a few girls that don't have it. And it's really good because then you can see the lats from the front. With me, since I've had my implants since I was 19, um, since I've been doing a lot of push-ups, it's, my muscles have pushed my implants out. Mm-hmm. And so then I can't There's see. under your muscle. Yeah. So yeah. I cannot see my lats from the front. And that is a disadvantage for me because that's what they're looking for is V-taper. But yeah, like you'll lose all of your fat. That's what happened when I lost like 50 pounds. I had yeah. like zero. And so that's when I was like, I need to get this skin but I mean, filled up. Yeah. They're not <laughs> judging your breast size. Well, they they're, are. It's part and, of it. I mean, no, no, not yeah. your breast size, look, but it's part of your figure. Okay, you so know? it's figure. Obviously, like you said, the V. It can enhance her. Or it I'm can just wondering, because I mean, technically yeah. that's, you know, that's not muscle there, but that's what I'm wondering. Do they take that into account? But it's all figure and shape. it depends on the judge. Okay. The judge. So. <laughs> in regards to the muscle um do you have to do anything different as a surgeon when you're taking muscle and like if if you have a bodybuilder who obviously is going to be working out the pectoral muscle and then you're going to be putting in implants does that change how you decide where to put the implant or like your approach oh, to yeah. it yeah so i talked to patients about this and i actually i had a couple of people yesterday that i saw for consult and i said you know, unless you're bodybuilding, you know, because every time I talk to a patient that comes in about breast augmentation, regardless of your bodybuilder or not, um, I have to tell them the risks and benefits because no, and I tell them no breast augmentation surgery is perfect for anyone, 
you know? Mm-hmm. I wish there was, but there's not. There's always a benefit and a risk to everything. So for most people, the highest risk to me is a scar formation around your implant. We call that a capsular contracture. So when your body makes a thick capsule around the implant, it can distort the implant. It looks weird. Why does it do that? So the theory is, is your body... Um, sees a little bacteria or something called biofilm mm. you know when the, when the implants going in even though everything's sterile if like i don't know a piece of dust or a piece of bacteria gets on the implant it goes in with there as you put the implant into the the tissue and then it sees that and it gets a little bit of inflammation so the body responds to inflammation uh-huh. and it forms this scar it tries to wall off bacteria or inflammation hmm. so we call that a biofilm but then the capsule can be painful it can be visible, so that'd be horrible for company. I got you know women. My friend in, has that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's all distorted, mm-hmm. even if they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so I tell them, to me, that is probably one of the worst complications for an implant, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, bleeding and things, but those can be controlled. But a capsular contracture. So how do we decrease that risk? So one way is to put it under your muscle. The studies show if the implant is put through an incision under your breast, under the muscle. Then that's the low. It's like 40, 50% lower risk. Is that the only way you do it is under? You don't like no, doing it through the armpit? Uh, I do not. I personally don't like I've done. I did that a lot in mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. I don't like it yeah. because I've seen implants blow out and then their implant is in their armpit mm. or their implants are too high. So, I mean, there's options. I can go with the belly button. I don't do that. That's not oh. safe. That's saline only. Hmm. Armpit. I mean, it's an option for some people. People like that scar. My opinion is, is it's, you know, I think this incision hides just as well as this one or even the one on the areola because some women, you know, bikini, they don't want that incision they're showing. So it depends on the patient. Mm-hmm. But here there's like, you know, there's sweat glands and there's things that aren't totally sterile. There's bacteria there. So, you know, the whole thing for me is just trying to minimize the risk of bacteria on your implant and so you don't get the capsule, right? We want you to have a good look too. But there's risk with that. So you put it under the muscle. Yeah, you have a lower risk of scar. But now you mentioned it. When you're working out your pecs, it's, it can potentially displace that implant, especially the bigger it is, the more your pec pushes it out. And over mm-hmm. time, it creates this side pocket. So you probably see that ton of that. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of it because I have a lot of, you know, competition um, people that come in and I have to repair that. So it is something that's repairable. And I do that and on my Instagram. I have people who are bodybuilders and competition people like you that, I, that are on there. I just don't say that because of HIPAA. But yeah, so it can be repaired. But there's just no perfect option. And so the other option would be, I tell people, I can put on top of your muscle, right? So we can avoid that completely on top of the muscle. Now your risk of that capsule forming is really high. Mm-hmm. And especially with a smooth implant nowadays, because before we would use a textured implant, and that had a little lower risk on top of the muscle. But now with this risk of lymphoma and cancer with these textured implants. The recalls of the textured implants. I don't, yeah, I don't implants. do textured. Mm. So it really limits people's you know, ability. So I can say, look, we can do that. You have a higher risk, but you don't have to worry about the implant. So I, that's why I tell patients, like, what's the risk benefit? But how wanna... would that play into the bodybuilding? Because then you really can't see the muscle at all because the implant is well, sitting yeah, on top of it. I mean, a lot of people do do it. It's on top of your pec muscle, but it doesn't get displaced. But the problem is, you're, so the other thing that comes to your body fat, right? Your body, What's your body fat percentage typically when you're in competition Unlike the DEXA, mode? it's an, at a nine. Yeah. So you're... You're like super low. Mine's probably like 40. So <laughs> just for comparison. So, you know, when you're like at nine and you have that's implants. That's all he is, is just fat. Yeah. If you <laughs> no have, bones. Well, 40%. Yeah. The other, the other fat parts. and brain. That's all it is. <laughs> well, there's a lot of fat in my brain. So, but the implants on top of the muscle, it, I tell people it looks like a gumdrop stuck on your chest, you know, because you have no, this is skin. You skin and an implant. Yeah. So the look is sometimes. It's it's like. Is that the more yeah. like fake look that I people talk about? I want like more fake looking saline. though. Mine just look natural, and I don't, I need more <laughs> like here. You want the upper, well, the yeah. upper pole fullness. Yeah. So there's a lot of what I really I like though about nowadays implants because you had yours for how long now? Since I was nineteen. Yeah. They're saline. Yeah. They're yeah. saline. Mm-hmm. So saline for one, when you overfill saline, that's like an overfilled balloon gonna explode. Like it doesn't have, it just stays round. So you know when you overfill implants, they can keep that look, that roundness. So a lot of times you see the saline that's like that. Silicone, it's way more natural feeling, mm-hmm. but you know it can kind of droop and give you more natural contour. What about those gummies? But, Are those yeah. gummies? So I was going to say, the newer implants that I really like, and if you look on my Instagram, I have a ton of these. So women now, especially in Utah, are wanting this fullness up top, right? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed this even just the last year and a half, there's this trend towards that more, what I saw in California a few yeah. years ago. So, But there's more gummy implants that hold their shape really well. So I use more a lot of cohesive. those now. Yeah, they're called yeah cohesive or gummy. I tell people it's like... And I, one of these guys told me this one time, so I love this um, analogy. He said it's like a gummy bear from the freezer, so it's gummy, but it's pretty firm, right? Versus gummy bear sitting in my pocket. Gummy it's bear a was kind of squishier. Mm. So it's kind of the different levels of 
gummy bear. But if you has. cut the gummy bear in half, it's still, it's still gummy. It's not going to ooze. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. silicone. Yeah. What's nice is he has a video. I, I don't know if it's still up or not, but he cut, cut the it, gummy yeah. in half. And so there's no rupture. Like you can squeeze it and it just stays in place. So like you don't yeah. have to worry about it's there being like a, a bouncy rupture. ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you cut a bouncy ball, it's shiny inside. That's like an, an uber gummy bear. You know, it's, it's firm. <laughs> Super and cohesive. But yeah, so these implants, like you said, they are. Um, I know we went to the plant in Dallas and saw mm-hmm. it's really cool how they make it. Yeah. It's it's amazing the technology they have. They make it's all robotic, and it's but it's to very highly controlled, yeah. Yeah. And very yeah, sterile, and like the integrity of them. So there's very very durable implants, you know. Mm. Um, My mom's had a lot of complications with implants. So mm-hmm. She's done like eleven surgeries. It's eleven ridiculous. surgeries, oh. but like one of the worst ones because mm-hmm. we have. I think we just have a. What is it called? A wide chest cavity? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, wide st- st- yeah, wide cleavage. Like yeah, she sternum. wanted hers pressed together mm. more, and oh, when no. she ended up doing that, it made like a unibuit. She oh, got the sitmasia. No. no body fat, so that's why it's. Mm-hmm. She's had a lot of ruptures. So. Yeah, I remember. I remember a long time ago her having one, but I didn't realize that she had that many over the years. Mm-hmm. So, so that crazy. to me is one of the worst problems: is sitmasia or mm-hmm. uniboob. Mm-hmm. So it's so common, you know, if you look on Instagram, these people, it's always about the cleavage lines, right? Like people want close cleavage, they want it high, they want it close. But I always tell women, when I consult with them, I always measure their natural cleavage. Like you mm-hmm. said, some people have very wide. Mm-hmm. Your cleavage is formed by your, your two pec muscles, your pec major, both sides. They come, you know, from your inside of your, your humerus and then insert onto your sternum part of it. But where they come together between that space, that's your cleavage. So you're Mine right. Mine come together wide. a lot. Yeah, closer some people come too. closer. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have, my sisters are further and apart. If you have more like fatty tissue and breast tissue, yeah, that can kind of override that. But a lot of people that have it wide, they say, "Well, I want it closer." Well, okay, the only way to do that is uh, to detach your muscle, and that's where you can run into this problem. Because and then there's nothing the muscle, holding anything from like sliding a around. Street now, yep, and that's uh, where you get semastia. So there are other ways, and I, I have something I do. I, well, I'm going to come up with a cool name, but I call it composite breast augmentation, where actually I do a few things to build up a cleavage without having to worry about messing with that muscle. So I actually use fat grafting. But there's a problem in someone like you who yeah. has 9% fat to find fat. But even then, I can always find fat, and then what I do is I actually fat graft that to build up a cleavage mm-hmm. so we can create. And so on my Instagram, I have some of those too. Well, is that, I think uh, she just ended up doing that just recently. She had grafting. got lipo, and yeah. then they did yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. They did it in here and did it in her face. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Huh. exactly. Is that so? When you get uh, someone that ha- gets that uniboob issue, is that's mm-hmm. repairable? It is one of the hardest things to repair. Yeah, my that's mom's why. gone through two surgeries yep. since, and it's still not. 100%. It's literally like you take s- huge sutures, put it through the sternum bone to get it to stay down, because that tissue once it's separated, it's probably really those fibers are detached forever, and you have to then create. Although there are new things now that that I do um, that can help with that a lot. So there's this internal mesh that I use that can help create a a natural plane in there. It's just like I said, those people that blow out those pockets. I mean, yeah, literally, there's a huge hole. So I've been doing these things where I put mesh to create a new pocket. So with having a big, wide sternum or whatever, mm-hmm. can you get implants that won't be like way over in your armpits? Like, can, I don't know. Like, I think that's yeah. my issue is I it's mm-hmm. wide here. So then it just right, naturally pushes off to the side. I don't know. Well, it pushes out because your pe- yeah, every time you activate your pec, mm-hmm. it's going to push it out. Mm-hmm. So there's a way. Yeah. So I do this again. There's a thing I can use. I use mesh. So I use mm-hmm. mesh to hold it over. Mm-hmm. But implants now are not as wide set. Yeah. They're that, more narrow and more yeah. projected. Saline, yes, you're right. So the old saline and in the silicone, they're very flat, more pancakey, mm. like, huge volume. You've taken but they're out like, some of the old ones that just like they're just flat. They're they just, like this yeah. they're just they're so like interested to see what mine would look like. I bet they'd Probably be flat. all. Don't they but, come out like all moldy? And no. <laughs> he had one that was like thirty <laughs> they have or forty calcifications years on it, oh. but they do look weird. He had like one that was like thirty or forty years that he took out, and it was like a complete. It almost was like a wrapping. It had a capsular contracture oh. yeah. it was pretty so it was, cool looking but yeah. it was kind of just crazy to think like it imprinted that built the, that the, you know the, build inside my body yeah. yeah the model number was imprinted yeah, in never, the capsule <laughs> like in the scarring yeah i've never found mold but it does your body makes calcification and you know all that stuff and we just take all that out hmm. um but yeah to create so yeah the newer implants are much more narrow okay. because they give you more projection okay. so someone i'm gonna tell them like look the volume i'm gonna because they want to downsize a lot of times i say well you know we can downsize. They're gonna be way more narrow anyway. But then I have to recreate a pocket inside, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely a lot of work on my end, but it's worth it mm-hmm. uh, for the patients, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely ways to address all that stuff. So we're trying to keep it over. Nothing's perfect, but there's definitely ways to help out. And then, like I said, here I usually fat graft um, the cleavage lines, mm-hmm. and that that's been awesome. 
for yeah, my posts. Yeah, people have really liked that. Stuff soon I've done recently that, I, yeah, it's nice. awesome. When was your mom's most recent? Uh, actually, probably four months ago, oh. four or five months ago. Yeah, some of those is just a stage thing, you know, because you kind of have to plan and stuff happens. So that's the other thing to, you know, talking about all this. I was going to ask you. So, okay, we talked about implants, right? And mm-hmm. the, there, again, new technology, all the new cohesive implants, the mesh, the fat grafting. There's just a ton of options that weren't even really prevalent or available even when I was in training a few years ago. So it's kind of nice because for me, my practice, I do a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in concert with that, you know, you, you mentioned having kids and pregnancies. I see a lot of women as well that have a lot of loose skin down here or they get separation of their muscles to get mm-hmm. a diastasis. Mm-hmm. Nice to and, hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and despite working out your your rectus abdominis muscles, that space between them cannot come back together. You know, there are people that say, oh, you can exercise, but it really doesn't change that because that's not muscle in the middle. That's a fascia that's split. Um, so that needs to be surgically repaired. But um, do you see that as well? Do you see um, in the competitions women who have had scars that are hit on their bikini lines or that have tummy tucks? Or most people more want to stay naturally in the skin? I'm just curious what you've seen. It's like half and half. Like I'm sure they want to get it fixed, but they don't just don't have the money to do it. But some women will compete even though they – but it's it does go against their placing. Like, does for it really? Sure. Yeah. They, so all of that. If they have yeah. a scar, you're saying? Because it, it makes skin. The skin. The skin. The skin. Oh, if they have skin. I mean, probably the scars. Because I, I would think almost. But if you hide you know, the hidden it, scars. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, tan well, those, kind of those bikinis they wear are pretty pretty low. So. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty stringy. I don't know, I don't know if you're going to. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had some patients come in because I always tell patients for tummy tucks. I say, okay, when you come in day of surgery, wear your smallest thing so that you know I so can. So we mark know where to hide it. One girl came in literally with a string bikini, so I just drew a line. Right where it was. Really do it that low? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like they always do them like higher. Like yeah, I some put mine, people. I put mine very low. But there's different styles because some people like them higher because they wear the higher bikini. I don't know if you see like they have the ones that come like up in the eighties. The yeah. <laughs> I, so. I just would be curious what the judges would think is uh, something worth deducting more points over is a scar that extra or skin. the skin. Or the scar, which insinuates that you got surgery to look as good as you do, right? Like I would say skin. You think so? But they would. They all know. They all know. These people, probably the judges, right? Well, you right, can hide the scar this. a lot they better than you can hide the skin. Lose. They understand all this stuff, I, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know. I'm not a judge, but they would know you have breast implants. And they know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and you can compete in Masters. So you see a lot of that in Masters after you've had kids and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. kind of more... Accepted there. Accepted, yeah. Or expected. Or like, yeah, I guess. And then... What other, uh, is there any other kind of uh, plastic surgery that's common in the bodybuilding world beyond um, breast augmentation? Or Calf even? implants. Well, I was going to, yeah. Kidding. I was, I you know, that's 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 when, I, when I thought of the question, <laughs> yeah. when I thought of the question, that's the exact thing I thought of because when we were in like, college, it was the college years or end of high school, like there it. was a like show it. on MTV where this dude yeah, from New got Jersey got cat. You saw Maybe that Maybe that's one? what I was. I remember seeing this that guy too, got cat. And yeah. I'm like that's watching. I'm like, this dude is so obsessed with his calves. He's going to put these hard plastic things in his legs. And then he's going to go brag more about augmented. Him. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I don't know. Is there things like that that you see? Like maybe even on the guy's side in the bodybuilding world. I honestly don't know. Like <laughs> nobody, it's not something. I mean, girls about. sometimes get the butt implants, but um, I don't. I've never. I don't know if they do have them or not. Mm. I think it's hard to tell. Yeah, butt implants. Um, Those are dangerous, can, right? Well, they're, they're, I don't know if they're dangerous, they're but the most, they can be obvious if they're badly. It's the Brazilian done. butt lift oh, that's the most oh, dangerous, sorry, yeah. and yeah, that's fat these, grafting yeah, to the butt. Not enough fat to do a, a BBL. So yeah. yeah, it's implants because they just don't have the fat to transfer. Yeah. But those, I had a patient come in one time, you know, that came in for a consult to remove her implants that someone else had done in her buttock. And I could look, literally grab, you could see the end of the implant just sticking oh, out. I could grab it. Was it was like hanging down unreal. below yeah. her normal And this crease. is because they just, just put it right under her butt, like her fatty tissue. Yeah, it wasn't just, placed be, very well. It should well. be kind of intramuscular hmm. there. That would be hard to sit on, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like you're weird. sitting on, like you've got like a big something in your wallet. I sitting on my like, boobs all the time. That would be <laughs> uncomfortable. So yeah. your butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder how that also affects the muscle because, you know, the gluteus yeah. muscles you're showing off as well, right, in competition. So like, yeah, I like if you're, if you're using them all the time, it'd be similar to like using your chest. Right. Like, what would yeah. that do to your Oh, totally. Displace them, yeah. be weird. People mm-hmm. need them out. Yeah. But, you know, it's, again, it all comes down to like shape, figure, right? Some people... And I think everyone's different. This is what I've noticed. You know, everybody has something about their own body that they just not uncomfortable with, but that's always maybe bothered them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's some people. Like some people's like their butt always bothered them, and some people it's their breast, some people it's their nose. It's you know, and so um, I can see why maybe people do it. But you're right. I mean, the, you have the risks. Like what they if usually it, end up yeah. looking worse though after they yeah. keep doing it and doing yeah. it. And I'm like, why do they yeah. do that? 
Well, and some people with breasts, I tell them you almost become like a breast cripple. Like you literally have so many surgeries. Like the more you have, it's almost like you just can't come back from how bad it is, you know? So you have to find a, an equilibrium or level where it's like, okay, I'm, I, I know it's not gonna be perfect, but I can accept this. Like you said earlier, the risks and the benefits, like yeah. every surgery, there's a risk. And is it going to, you know, provide more risk or more yeah. benefit? Is mm-hmm. there any age limitation um, that you have to take into consideration? I mean, other than general health, but like, yeah. you know, someone who may have had implants for 30, 40 years, uh, you know, do they have to just decide at some point to have them removed or can they mm-hmm. continue to have, you know, additional yeah, augmentations? That, so I always talk, and the FDA talks about this too. So I tell all my patients that these are not permanent devices. You know, even I've taken out 35-year-old implants, you know, someone's 70-something years old. Yeah, you could go to your grave with those, I guess. But <laughs> um, I always tell them, look, if you get them in, even they have a lifetime warranty now on these implants, or sorry, lifetime of the patient warranty, guarantee, yeah. it doesn't mean it can be in your body forever. It's like if you bought a car, you know, lifetime warranty in your car, they can, yeah, they can say that, but it doesn't mean you're going to drive that car for your whole life, right? It's probably going to break down. So implants, I always say you're going to have two surgeries in your life. if you At have minimum. Implants. At minimum. Maybe 11. <laughs> one is to put them in, and one is to either take them out, get or a new one, bigger or smaller, or just gone out completely. So when it comes to health, um, we're not, most people are not getting healthier every day. We're getting older and less healthy. Most people, right? Some people are unhealthy and they change their habits to become, you know, fit and they're built. But for the most part, age, time, gravity are not our friends. Christy Brinkley is the only one that doesn't age. Yeah, exactly. I think so. The only person. Her implants probably don't age either. But <laughs> I, I don't know if she has implants. I'm just, I'm not assuming. Um, so, yeah, there, there's no age limits, but it more becomes, of, again, risk benefit. Because, again, risks change in someone. I always assess age, you know, what their co-medical problems are. If they have blood pressure issues. Oh, I've had 10 strokes. I've had heart attacks. Diabetes. All these things take or... into account. And then that kind of helps me determine how safe you are for surgery. I do have patients come in that are 70-something years old. They want brand new implants. They want all this. And I said, I actually don't think you're healthy for this. <laughs> yeah. We can take them out. I can actually do this awake, take them out <laughs> under local. But because um, that's, you know, you don't have to go to sleep. Wait, and then you just sew them back up and then they're just saggy? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They could, but that's for someone who's not healthy. You could I'm have, just saying that's if that's that's kind of a worst case. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. If you took them out at that point to prevent them from being saggy, you could do additional modifications, right? To like you can do lifts. Oh yeah, up. you can do lifts, and a lot of things you can do. Again, this is all just it, every person is individual in terms of their health, what they want, you know, where they're at. So that's what I, that's why it's so personalized. You know, you just can't. And that's to me like breast augmentation surgery. It's one of the top procedures in the United States done. You know, liposuction, breast augmentation, rhinoplasty. These are like really top surgeries for cosmetic stuff. So a lot of it's done by non-plastic surgeons. It's really not a straightforward thing. You know, to that's me, that's what, what I was thinking about earlier when she yeah. was talking about the natural bodybuilding. Yeah. And then those that are using, you know, modifications. Yeah. I was kind of think like comparing it in my head to plastic surgeons versus cosmetic surgeons. Mm-hmm. Like they're not the same thing. They're doing the same thing. Oh, they're not the same thing. So no. yeah, you should uh, you should try to find out the list of your mother's doctors and and see <laughs> what he can tell you about them because they're board certified. <laughs> and this is isn't to this isn't to you know be negative. It's just just to have the information because he's like really enlightened a lot of people that follow him that there's people that are pro, you know pla- uh, facial surgeons who will go do breast augmentations but they're not necessarily yeah. certified they'll to take do like it. a weekend course or surgeon yeah. or family I mean, doctor it's, it's crazy some of the people who call themselves cosmetic who aren't licensed or yeah, a cosmetic surgeon and plastic surgeon would never call themselves a co- cosmetic yeah. surgeon hmm. yeah. or a body surgeon yeah yeah. So it's just, it's just different background training. I mean, you like for me, like if we were having a baby, I'd want an OBGYN um, delivering her baby and take care of her, not a plastic surgeon. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's like just me not saying the I'm your obstetrician or, you know, technically in the United States, this is, this is where I think it started. If you look on a medical license, it says physician and surgeon. That's what everyone's medical license says. When you graduate medical you graduate school, school and complete your it says one year of residency, MD or DO physician and surgeon. It just says that even if everybody's I, yeah. And so I, I'm a plastic surgeon. I train for that, but yeah, everyone. So a family doctor's like, hmm. it says surgeon I can do surgery. And you know, legally in the United States, if you have your own office like this right now, like my office, I mean, I have a room back there. I could go do brain surgery right now. If you want, I can do brain surgery on you. No, you may not. No well, yeah, you're not going to trust me to do it, right? <laughs> but I could. I could advertise. Now, there are other laws, too. I can't claim board certification and things in that because I'm not. But you, you know, in, in if brain someone surgery. trusts you enough, yeah. you could do anything in your clear. office. <laughs> yes. Now, at the hospital or at our other centers, they're very strict because they have to abide by, you know, Medicare and Medicaid. 
And so they only let people do what they're qualified classified and, and qualified to do. to do. So I can't go do brain surgery at Intermountain. And a cosmetic can't surgeon surgery. can't go do plastic surgery at Intermountain. Yeah, because yeah. they're not a plastic surgeon. They're whatever they are. And Jerry, Jerry just got board certified in American Board of Plastic Surgery. December yeah. um, after... 16 years. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, and this is a very long process. So again, as you know, going back to breast augmentation, it's part of, you know, our core in terms of reconstruction for breast cancer, but also for, you know, aesthetic cosmetic purposes to do these surgeries. It's not always that easy. And there's so many subtleties and things and taking things into account like that. Like, Oh, you bodybuild. I always ask people, do you yeah, like mine would be very different. My consultation yeah. would be very different yeah. from yours. Her needs and yours are totally different. like, do you, you bodybuild? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Not, I don't have implants. Yeah, that'd be kind yeah. of hard. It, yeah. I kind of made well, it. Well, so it's a funny story <laughs> because he didn't want to do that. And then she's like, why would I let anybody other else. than you? Exactly. Like, I trust you more than anybody. Yeah, why like, would I go somewhere I'm else? I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. Like, I've waited 16 years for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Birthday present? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is weird, though. Like, especially, like, you know, if, you know, for friends or people that have grown up with Jerry, like, to all of a sudden want to go see him for a procedure like that. Like we have a friend who did that and I'm sure he's got some other people that he's known for a long time, but you just kind of have to get past that initial weirdness about it and just they realize always it is ask, just a medical thing. I really want to come to him. It, would that be weird? They mm-hmm. ask me to like, like, would that be weird for you if like I see your like, husband? No, and that's like, not how it is. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's all very medical for him. It's, yeah. I'm not worried about it. It's not weird for him at all. It's not weird for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn for it to not be weird. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, we keep it very medical, professional. Right. And I always have a, we talked about this before, I have a medical system with me always, you know, is protect the patient and myself. Yeah. But yeah, like I've had very close family, very close friends, you know, and it, and it is, it comes down to trusting, like, who do you trust to do your stuff? And, you know, if you know that person, I think that's important. And I tell patients that too, you know, some people see a lot of surgeons, you know, in consult and. I tell everyone, I said, look, I think it's fine to talk, see multiple people. I don't you want to vibe and you're be able consumer. to communicate. Like you're buying a car. You're not just going to go to the Audi dealership and buy an Audi. If you're like, I kind of want a German car, you know, I want a fast car, but you can go to like BMW, Mercedes. There's like a million other. Is Audi, where's Audi from though? I'm <laughs> pretty sure Audi is German. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm breast augmentation, you can see multiple people and then you're going to make the choice what matches your personality yeah, the best. Yeah, which vibes the best. Yeah, and who you feel. I mean, yeah, you're not going to know right off of one consult, but you can get a very good vibe off of a consult if, mm-hmm. that, if that surgeon's going to be good for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you look at their work and then you look to see if they're board certified and, you know, all these things. And so that's what I try to educate my the people that follow me on is just the questions to ask. You don't have to come to me always. You should, but you don't have to. <laughs> but if you go somewhere else, yeah, make sure you ask. might be the first time I ever heard him say that. <laughs> I know. I, I think it is. It I'm was like, a joke. He's it's never. Joke. Like, that's not his MO. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a total joke. It's a free country. Well, you know, I think it, it'd be. That's what he says all the do you, time. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but what is, was your mom's reasoning to go to 10 different doctors because she was unsatisfied with the previous work? Or Yeah, because I feel like when she gets messed, like, so, like the surgery goes bad, she thinks that they should help her like kind of for free. But these doctors are just like, it's your risk you take. And she kind of felt like they took advantage, not took advantage of her, but that's kind of like, it kind of sucks when you have these complications and then you just put out 10 grand and they didn't fix you. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to give you another 10 grand to mess me up even more. Right. So I'm going to yeah, find someone else. She loses else. that trust. And- like it's hard. Like it, I know like nothing's like a hundred percent when you go into surgery, but there is one doctor she's gone to like a few times and he's great because he actually will help fix her. He knows that like what, like the, the last one she's been to, um, he knows that like the surgery won't fix it like completely. She has yeah. to do like surgery. Stages. After surgery. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. He one time said, I think she needs to take him out. And she's like, I just mm-hmm. can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be nothing for, mm-hmm. I think he said like, like six wait, months. Like, yeah. And, and at least. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Why would they do that to take them out just to like let things Yeah, we chill, do that sometimes. Or? Well, sometimes you have really large implants in a big pocket where your implants is. It's huge. And if you need to change the location of the implant, you want everything mm-hmm. to heal mm-hmm. and start from scratch. Because going in there, it's, like, I tell yeah. people, it's yeah, like if you go into a room that had a bomb well, go off in it. More. No, yeah. she's reduced them over the years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you like threw a grenade in, a, in your bedroom and it blew up and then you go in there and you try to like, you know, sleep in there, it's not not going to work out. So I tell people, this is like a bomb exploded in there. It's a disaster. <laughs> we need to get, yeah, clean it out and wait for the dust to settle. Yeah. yeah. So that's what a lot of times we just want to let it heal. And it takes 
that scar tissue takes, can take six months. And if you've had it Let 10 times, the body times, fairies times, do their work. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just a matter of whether you want to do it right or you want to have keep doing it multiple yeah, she times. She should have done it right, but she didn't. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> sanity, right? Is that from Einstein? I always say is to keep doing the same thing over. But since like they try, you know, you go different things, people have new ideas or try different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, if it's something, like I always tell people, if there's a revision or something, I don't charge for revisions for any surgery, you know. You do have surgeon fee sometimes. Yeah. Surgeon, right. yeah. You have to and be an anesthesiologist in yeah. a facility. There's I other don't. fees that yeah. Yeah. Like, just... My mom understands that part. Yeah. Of it. yeah She's yeah. just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. Like, and I, I try to, for me, it's all about, because um, things happen, right? Sam asked you, that's, yeah. that was not planned. That's, you know, going to surgery. If you get a big implant or something happens, it can tear things. Is that something that you, like if you're, you know, having a patient who, similar scenario, is that something you could potentially foresee that you kind of have to warn, say, you know, we don't think it could happen. I guess, like, is there a higher likelihood that you're going to notice while operating that you can give them that advanced warning that this may occur? Yeah. Or is it just completely There's things that I stay away. That's the one thing I do not want to happen. So if I have someone who already has a close, like say very narrow cleavage, like Mindy was saying, hers is close, you know, but she's like, I want more. Well, you can't really have more than that. More than that is one breast. I don't want breast. more. <laughs> but yeah, so if people are very close already, you don't want to mess with the muscle because it's already right there. So if you let that, if you cut that muscle too At much, all. it's going to open it up. And so, yeah, so I try to mitigate them. I don't even let that happen. So I'll stay away from that. And I just tell but them, if yeah. you tell, if the patient says, I want more cleavage, he knows exactly where to yeah, lead that conversation. Of where... But you can, I mean, traumatically speaking, yeah, I mean, you could fall and tear something. It can push into your other, you know, I mean, things can happen. We can't predict everything. So, and that's the reason why I think it's important to go to a board certified plastic surgeon because, you know, we've shown that we have enough training and background and experience for the most part and we're all created equal, but that at least we're safe enough and ethical enough to do the right thing for our patients. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen, I would either be able to take care of it or I would find someone for you that I think can help you do it. Versus some a cosmetic surgeon who's not board certified in plastic surgery, you know they they watch some someone do it on a weekend course, or they went and watched someone do it for like six months, and then they said, "Oh, I did four hundred breast dogs. I know more than any plastic surgeon." And then something weird like this happens, they're not going to be able to help you. They don't have the experience. And a lot of experience we draw from is from reconstruction. So building something from the ground up versus you know augmentation, it goes hand in hand. You know, it's all the same principles. So when you're taking a woman's breast after breast cancer, there's nothing left, and to reconstruct something or even on the face, you know, it really, like, you see the anatomy, you understand what's happening, and it makes it way, not easier, but more um, capable of fixing something. Do you think uh, people end up choosing cosmetic surgeons uh, just because of the lack of understanding of the difference, or is there cosmetic surgeons charging cheaper prices generally? Both. So I think some people are sometimes drawn, and, and that's fine. Everyone's different, right? Everyone's a different boat, so... Um, some people are looking for the least expensive option to achieve their goal, right? Um, That's and then, true. And then, I'm, I'm always looking and, for and I need the are. deal. I'm like, Ron, yeah. I need some tickets, airplane yeah. tickets. Find them for me. <laughs> so, yeah, he's yeah. good at that. So yeah. Some people, yeah, cosmetic surgeons will, will use that to their advantage or will try because they're doing out their office for one. They probably, some of them do their own anesthesia, so they don't have to pay another person to do it. They don't pay facility fee. So they're, really they're essentially just charging you for implants and their fee. So they're going to give you rock bottom prices. You're like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then you go meet them and they tell them that you're a cosmetic surgeon. And then you just don't understand what that actually means. You're like, well, yeah, that's cosmetic surgery. I want cosmetic breasts. Great. <laughs> but what's their background, you know? And then, I, you know, I had a patient here recently who came in, a cosmetic surgeon, and I get these quite a bit, came in, did her breasts, and it was a nightmare. And she said, I, and it was sad because like, I feel like I did my due diligence. I think she had three surgeries to, with him. To, to research that patient, yeah. And uh, or the patient doctor. research the doctor, <laughs> not the patient. Research the doctor, and she thought she did everything she could, and turns out like they're not even a plastic surgeon, you know. And, and I said, you know, I'm not here to blame anyone. I just even if you try to do your research, you just don't know. It's, sometimes it's confusing. So I, well, it's very it's a red confusing. flag if you see teeth laying around the office or toothpaste. So. <laughs> they usually hide <laughs> them though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so about my doctor. No. Yeah. Can I mention him or no? Um, let's not use any names. Oh, I can, yeah. I'll ask you. Yeah, just <laughs> Dr. X. Dr. X. I think he's retired, honestly. Okay, yeah, so Dr. X retired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'll just ask you about it later. Yeah, <laughs> if, you know of, if you know of him. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I never want to say anything never, about him. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Even if they're not a plastic surgeon, I'd like to say things, but I won't. Yeah, even like coaches I've had in the past, I never like, yeah. people blast on Facebook like, oh, that's yeah. the worst coach ever. It's like, 
No, you just move past it. Yeah, yeah. You don't, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't look like an It's idiot. a small world. I'm sure bodybuilding is it's the same a small thing. world. Like, you don't and like plastic like surgery is a small world. You didn't. You didn't click. Like what is the word? You didn't click with them. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You just. Yep. You didn't vibe together. Yeah, and, totally. Well, I have a question back to bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. How do your? How old are your girls now? Uh, three and six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they like? Do they? Want to be strong like their mom? Like, they what do you it. think? Even like Rayla, she's my oldest. She's a big girl. Like, I was a big kid. Like, when I was in, say, sixth grade, my friends were always like to my shoulders. And I'm not a tall girl. No. I, we just grow fast. And even my husband okay. is the same way. Like, he's not super tall. He's only like 5'10, okay. 5'11. But like, we were just big kids. And she is like 80 pounds and she only is six. So she's wearing like a size 12. <laughs> and her friends are just tiny compared to her, but she's like super strong. So we had a um, field trip to the uh, fire station for her preschool. And they wanted to test all the kids to see if they could pick up a 70 pound weight. Of course, no kid could pick oh. up a 70 pound weight. They probably they weighed most of them. Rayla yeah. gets up there, picks it up, no and I'm like, way. holy cow. And they were shocked. They're like, She's freaking five and she's lifting wow. 70 pounds. I'm like, well, yeah, she weighs, that would be heavy she weighs for me. 70 pounds. <laughs> right. But then the same thing with posing. Like, they love to pose. Oh, cute. Get in my heels. They'll, t- like, take them and start Just walking, walking around, around the house. Like, I have on my Instagram, like, cute. my kids posing. And Rayla in one of them, dying. She was wearing a swimsuit. She had hiked the bottom <laughs> up her no butt. Way. And I did not know it. So I was <laughs> I was filming her. And then when then she, she turned turns. around, I was like, oh, <laughs> And it like, like I don't mommy. want them to do, like. It's funny because it, I'm like, this is a problem. I think, but then at the same time, I'm like, it, they're, they're building self confidence. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it really is a confidence thing. Like I, that's well, what I love about lifting weights. Like I yeah. built self confidence from that, and that like, no matter what, I can do anything. Like, do you have a idea of like when or if you will encourage? Like I, mean, I think that that young of age probably is too young, but like when you might start encouraging them to have exercise be part of their daily routine we we do stuff like that like sean like in the morning he'll have rayla do their aerodyne for a minute or just like we'll do push-ups together we'll do jumping jacks together like in the old gym like my husband would go out in the morning to work out and he'd bring the girls out and they love to do like box jumps and stuff so just like Getting it's like them an activity in, for them yeah, and exercise. Yeah, yeah, getting them into the habit of it. Well, it's it. like, like jumping on a trampoline. Yeah. That used to be just fun for me. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to pee and I can't breathe <laughs> yeah. anymore. And, well, even know, for like, me, since I'm not in jumping on the tramp shape, like that's yeah, tiring for me. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea jumping on the tramp was exercise and now work. i'm like my heart is pounding yeah we go to yeah. those trampoline places and i follow yes. them around i'm, I'm like, sweating is, yeah. and tired. yeah used to do it all day long mm-hmm yeah so the key word, so we, we forgot to add this at the beginning. We'll add this in. The yeah. key word is what? Well, so I was thinking we can just, we can do it at the the end here. And then in future in. ones, oh. we'll, we'll stage it more. So uh, what we want to do is a, a special promotion. Obviously, Jerry's been doing a lot of promotions over the last month. Um, so as a reward for those who listen or watch this podcast frequently, um, we're going to do a special phrase or words every podcast. And anybody who comments on the Instagram post of that episode um, will do a drawing and you'll get to go have lunch with Jerry. So they comment the word? Yeah. So today's word, we're going to go with uh, gym life. We want you to comment gym life and your favorite color. Not the guy named Jim. G-Y-M. G-Y-M. Jim. L-I-F-E. And it could be one word or two words. It doesn't matter. But gym life and your favorite color. If you comment that on the Instagram post advertising this episode, and we'll put it in the Instagram post as well, then we'll do a drawing uh, a week later. So this will air on Monday. We'll do the drawing the following Monday. And whoever wins gets to have chit chat with Chitty at lunch. Yeah, that may be a punishment for you. So if you don't want to have lunch with me, <laughs> you can get the gift then card. You get a gift card. Be like twenty bucks or something. Go grab yourself Quiznos. So we're up to a- <laughs> Quiznos. Oh, I haven't heard okay, of Quiznos in so, so long. Quiznos. Oh, I heard. The only one they had. <laughs> they don't was have them in your time and like at the gas station and they didn't oh. have it. it it's not there anymore. I know I know but it, it was on maps they're not in Utah anywhere <laughs> no anymore. I got it oh you I did they, oh. they got rid of yeah, them yeah they do oh. and they have them right. in um, Nevada too so I think the last time I drove to California I saw one and I'm like oh that's where I'm having lunch <laughs> did because did you go to Quiznos a lot 
I think we did. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I don't know why I just brought that up. It just, I thought about it. Like I was like, I haven't heard that word in such yeah. a long time. Really Maybe the word should be Quiznos. No, we're gonna we're gonna stick with gym life and your favorite color. Gym so, life, so if your, your favorite, favorite color is blue, oh, you put you put gym life. Gym life blue. Gym life oh. blue. But we want to make sure that those people that are listening and watching are rewarded, which is why uh, we want the color to change, yeah. because we don't want people to look on Instagram and just repeat what all of you guys we'll are just putting be on there. Putting gym life. So we're trying yeah. to because you know we're up to I think we're about to cross the hundred subscriber on YouTube today. Oh, um, and obviously Bye. we're at like fifteen hundred on Instagram. So that. those people, <laughs> those people who are actually listening and watching these podcasts, we want to make sure you're rewarded as opposed to some of the people who might not put in that effort. So, gym life and your favorite color, and you could go to lunch with Jerry, maybe at Simply Thai. Yeah, I think we'll do that first, mm, and then we'll just Thai, we'll pick different that's places. His, that's his mother's restaurant. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I've been there. It's right, like. Like right down. down the street. Yep, by South Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. By the La Puente? What's that called? Yeah, La Frontera. But it's something different it, now. It keeps changing. Is it La Puente now? The, gar- the government keeps shutting them down. <laughs> well, no, it's a hard, it's a hard location. <laughs> it's a hard location to be successful. That's why it's. I always it's went so, there. I know. J- that used to be JD's favorite place, is La, oh, La Frontera yeah, there. La Frontera. Um, but that's why it's so surprising that your mom is so successful there, is because it's like that Mexican place has changed. Ten times yeah, over the last ten years. People say that that's like the best Thai. Like even that's my mom's boyfriend, he's like, oh, really? "That's why I went there." He's like, "It's the so best good. Thai food." Oh, for authentic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we really appreciate you having on today, Tiffany. You're. It was a joy to have you. I learned a lot about yeah. the bodybuilding world. Kind of got insight into you know why you are you and how you're so successful. So we really appreciate that. Yeah. And then just talking about how you know plastic surgery, a little bit how that relates. Um, you guys, Ron is always very well prepared with good questions. Yes. Um, I just show up. So do you. No, you do great. I think I do. <laughs> I love to show well, up. Well, people are here for you guys, not for me. So that's what's important. Uh, real quick before we go, you were doing a documentary. Do you want to plug that in any way? Yeah. Like, talk about do when it. that might come out or anything like that? Well, so recently you know? I was in Iron Man magazine. So I was on the cover of that um, with the PNBA. They own that magazine. So they're highlighting natural athletes. And that's a big deal. They yeah, congratulations. They just want to awesome. show people that this is what like a natural body looks like and that you can obtain it. You don't need to take drugs to look this certain way. So I have I was on the cover and then on the inside. And then just recently with Generation Iron, it's a um, documentary on Netflix. So there's three of them already and they've done other series with unnatural bodybuilding. And this one is going to be highlighting natural bodybuilding. So I'm really excited for that just to show everyone how the natural Olympia went and just like get everyone excited that like to be healthy, you know, not, you don't need to be unhealthy to be a bodybuilder. Like it takes more time. Well, I think people think all bodybuilders are healthy, but when they're injecting these, frustrating, you know, they're trying to these toxins into their body. Yeah. They're trying to promote health and wellness. And then they're training people, people thinking, Oh, I can look like this person. No, you cannot. You cannot look not, like that person. Not naturally. Not, and not naturally. Yeah. So, I love um, that. That's coming out sometime this year. I don't know the exact time because they just came to my house last week or just recently. Thursday, Wednesday. Friday. Okay. Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. So Wednesday, you've Thursday. been busy this week. Oh, yeah. It, it, it prepared, <laughs> as I told her before, I was like, that helped her get ready for There you go. Yeah, this, that's uh, awesome. This is less harsh awkward. Interview. This is really an awesome. iPhone 11. <laughs> but yeah, it should be coming out this 11 year. 11 so. Max Plus. That's awesome. Plus Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited. Well, let us know when that does come out so we can make sure yeah. anybody who watched or listened to this can follow up. Yeah. And what's your, we'll put it on, Ron will put it on, but what's your um, It's a lot of underscores, so I'll let you say it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't right. everyone have underscores? I don't know. It's fit <laughs> underscore with <laughs> underscore tiff underscore stosage. I think. Okay. <laughs> See, I think. That's like. How do you, I don't. I'm, I think if you I'm just type the words that you'll, it'll come like up. Like for, yeah. for chit chat with Chitty, we just, it's just one word because underscores can be difficult to. Because you fine. can't put Search. spaces, so then right. So we just yeah. it's just so we one just word. left it. Chit chat no with Chitty. Chitty I have a period, and my mind's Mindy's period. Mom life. The only time it, it gets messy same. when you don't have the space or the underscore is if the first word ends with the same letter the second word begins so that with. Have, yeah. So fit with Tiff Stash with with Tiff, it would be like yeah. t- two T's in a row. That 
Yeah, because with Mark be Bell, right. like the like but, he's a powerlifter. I, mean, I kept saying Mark's my belly, and my yeah. husband's like, "That's not what it says." And I was like, "What does have, it say?" You have over fifteen thousand followers. I don't think we need to worry about what yeah. you're, how your underscores have your underscores not been a problem. Fine, so yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tiff Stosich, just Tiffany Stosich. We'll put it know. in the description and we'll tag it on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. We'll make sure <laughs> we're gonna send all fifteen hundred chit chat chitty <laughs> followers to you. Perfect. So many. <laughs> Well, thanks again for being on. This is Chit Chat with Chitty MD. I'm Jerry Chittister, uh, Chidester, Chadester, no. Chadster. Terry no. Tiddler. Terry Tiddler. So, That's real my quick, funny name. story. He, and when he was in medical school and doing all this stuff, people always misspelled his name in the most atrocious ways. So weird. And so we just like to joke about all his different last yeah, names because they, for whatever Tiddler reason, Chittister is too difficult to spell. So. Yeah. <laughs> so next, we have a bunch of more guests coming up. Um, we're really excited. We, oh, yeah, we're excited to have Sid Beer on. She is hilarious. One of my favorite funny people, but just an awesome person. And her husband is the reason why I'm getting, I got into buying shoes. And cars. You have car. a BMW. So cars I'm going to blame her for that. And maybe, uh, I but told we're her, excited to have her on. She's I told her to maybe hilarious. brain him so that yeah. we can grill, Mindy can grill him on why he's <laughs> Oh, I've already, no, you bring I've him, already grilled him. He's scared of me, I think. He's going to bring a new car and I'll probably end up with it. No, I'm probably. just kidding. Really he told thing. him, he's like, go online and just build your own car and I'll order it. And then you can see and it. And then you Wait, can just... like a dealer? Yeah. He yeah. Oh. And then yeah. he's like, then you can come in and see it. And I was like, I told him, I'm like, if you do that, I'm out. Like, I will walk out this door. Because if you build it and he orders it, you're going to buy it. I if know you. you. It, they will come. Exactly. He's smart. He's, he's smart. so smart yeah, to do to that. He's, him. he's a salesman. Yeah. That's good. Well, anyway, thanks for joining in, you guys. Remember that keyword. Uh, it was a little bit earlier. If you watched it, you'll get it. And remember to comment. You may win an awesome lunch with me or a Quiznos. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Chit Chat with Chitty. Chittister MD. Specialized in hand anesthetic surgery. Kick start my day. Grab some Thai food on the way. Call me the taste of surgeon as you watch me stuff my face. Rocket Jordans with my suit. I'm a true gentleman. BMW matted black. Used to ride a minivan. Augment reality. Upsize and get a lift. Give that nose a job if you really need to see it shift. Got them wrinkles running scared. Kill them with some Botox. Keep your face looking fresh like my 50 pairs of shock. Shy town. Saudi Arabia. High school. College. FAU. Loma Linda. USC. Back to Utah. Round two. Not just simply tight. Like some creamer. I'm half and half. Watch me drop it like it's hot when you really need to laugh. Seven finger tummy tuck Everything in between Hit me up on Instagram Create reality from a dream Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat with Chitty Sir, MD